jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out So we're like halfway through the three inning here, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. And I just, I think this is obviously a worthwhile endeavor. Absolutely, without we question. We are raising a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fun to talk about these movies. But mm-hmm. I must say, I am so confused <laughs> about days and times that I don't know where I am anymore. Absolutely, without question. <laughs> I Like, I literally have no idea what's happening. Because every day is like, in the morning, post about the, mo- the movie that, like, the episode that is available. Post about that. And then we record about movie number two. And then we watch movie number three. And then the cycle keeps going forward. And I don't... Like, I, today, I almost posted about the movie that we're about to record an episode on. Like, I thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were already done with it. I just, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Anymore. Today's three inning is in a time loop. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a time loop. No, for real, because, I mean, well, okay, view behind the curtain, listeners. We typically record this show on the, over the weekends. Right. And... I just I felt like it's I'm I'm just trapped in a Saturday, over mm-hmm. and over. This is this is this is Russian Doll. We're in Russian Doll. Stacey. We are in Russian Doll. And I You're say right. Russian Doll and not Groundhog Day because you know what? I prefer Natasha Leone. Fuck you. Oh, oh, for God's sakes, yes. And that ties into today's episode, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. I just and then I looked at the schedule and I was like, I thought we had already like posted probably six episodes for this three inning (laughs) it feels like it it feels like it and yet we've only done maybe half that i just i'm real i'm i'm confused at the best of times but now i'm beyond hope (laughs) (laughs) it's just you're full reagan um the president not the possession victim talking to that fruit bowl in his twilight years yeah it's just me and my bowl of jelly beans (laughs) My oh, yeah, that was friends. it. It was his jelly beans. Yeah. Oh, the jelly that... beans, they're my only friends now. That piece of shit, best known <laughs> for his complete destruction of the country. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right. Uh, for completely ignoring a plague, uh, which, what do you know, it's happening all over again. But this time it isn't just targeting the gays for the most part. Uh, and best known for his fucking jelly beans. Mm-hmm. The man loved jelly beans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I admit, though, now I feel a kinship with him. <laughs> Given my, you know, constant addled state. <laughs> the holes in your brain. The holes in my brain that are plugged up with jelly beans. 
<laughs> oh, gotta fix that one. <laughs> you just yeah. squeeze another jelly bean in there. Yeah. Honestly. So, and I mean, today's only, we're recording this right now on Wednesday, and we still have the rest of the days of the week to do. I just, I mean, I know when we started this, I said who will survive and what will be left of them. <laughs> now I just feel like I know I won't survive. But what, what, what rest of the days of the week even are there? Because we're still, I don't know. it's Saturday every day. <laughs> it's every day is Saturday. And furthermore, viewers, look at what we're doing for you. Because then there's also this weird, like, we are, rec- we're, because we're a day behind. Or no, we're a day ahead. That's what I don't understand. Because we recorded the day before the episode comes out. But then the fundraiser's updating. So then we're talking about the fundraiser, but then we're talking about the episode. But then we're a day in the past, but we're also in the future. But it's all Saturday. It's always Saturday. Exactly. I feel like a Doctor Who, I assume. I've never seen a Doctor Who, but I assume that's what happens. Oh, like Catherine Tate? Or one of those those, um, robot trash cans that walks around the convention all the time. Yeah, or the, the phone booth or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, you're the phone booth. Of course. I'm boxy. <laughs> you can put coins in me. She can call collect. I can call collect. I'm shrill. It's <laughs> <laughs> shrill. When they ring. Oh, that's true. The phone itself, I suppose. That's I true. Clarify. Yeah. That's true. I'm out of date. <laughs> a oh, collector's relic. item a in some rec- circles. Oh, a collector. That's the nice way of putting a relic. A, <laughs> a relic. A relic of a bygone era. <laughs> wow. Stacy at the convention. The <laughs> 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 Doctor Who cosplay is a phone <laughs> Can't get into the convention hall. <laughs> the doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the phone booth is too big for the doors. It's mm-hmm. And somehow I've just dressed as like a regular phone booth, not even a fucking <laughs> Doctor Who one. <laughs> yeah, you're not even a British phone booth. Yeah, I'm just Bell Atlantic. <laughs> pages hanging off of you and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm somebody, Doctor Who! <laughs> somebody comes along and pees on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that oh. sounds about right. So, I guess it's fitting that today we're talking about <laughs> Blade Trinity. <laughs> Because we've reached that point. We've reached that point already. It's only whatever today is. And but here we let's, are. let's remember, while we have lost our minds and while we're talking about... <laughs> a total atrocity seems like really a strong word. A strong anything to give this movie. But while we're talking about this, we are doing this for a cause. Listeners. That's right. Uh, the three inning, as you know, I hope you know, we are doing all week in support of the National Black Justice Coalition. And, Stacey, you ready for this? 
Yes. The National Black Justice Coalition is a civil rights org focused on empowering black LGBTQ and same gender loving people. Their mission is to end racism, homophobia, and LGBTQ slash SGL bias and stigma. And you can learn more about them at nbjc.org. And Stacy, we are through, you can get to this fundraiser through our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. We have the link linked up there. We are at $2,795. Holy moly. 62 people have made this a reality. We are very close to our 3,000 goal, our new day three 3,000 goal. I will say, though, this is day four. Don't mess with me. I was just feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) But when people listen to this, it will be day five, I think. (laughs) So, listeners, um... I would say I, I thank you for donating. And once again, you can donate any dollar amount. I would really love to surpass this goal. So if you also, if you have donated or you feel like you need to donate every time you listen, you don't. But just share the the fundraiser. Send it to your friends. Post it. Retweet it. Um, yeah. Drop yeah. it in your Insta story. This isn't for us. This is for the National Black Justice Coalition. Yeah, we're not getting I mean, we're not. The money isn't going to us at all. It's going straight to the organization. Yes. So. Yeah, we just uh, facilitated it by drawing you all to to them. Right. So please spread the word. And until then, Blade Trinity, what? This was a first, this was a a Stacey Ponder pick this time around. (laughs) I have had Hellraiser 3 attributed to me. It was. I did pick this. I realized... Like, one minute into it. It's actually the first Blade film I've ever seen. What? Yeah. You started with this one? I did. Oh, well, my God. I knew the com. I knew the comics. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's that's legit. That's legit. I at least knew that, you know. Well, the, not the... I mean, we all know that Blade made his first appearance in Tomb of Dracula number 10. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which shows up in this film. Right. I always love it when they're like, "Hey, remember, uh, remember I the love thing Tomb that Dragula. we're in." <laughs> Tomb of Dragula is the first comic I ever remember getting my grubby mitts on back Ooh, in the day, yeah. and it, there are some pictures in it that scared the hell out of me. Man, horror comics of the of a certain age are the coolest shit ever. Yeah, yeah, it was already like over and done with when I got it, but it was like the pictures are the art is so good. So, anyway, oh, but yeah, so this is cool. nothing like the comics. Um, <laughs> I swear, Blade is cooler. Like the second one is, I think it's really good. Like I love the second one. It's very artistic because it's Guillermo del Toro, but when he still kind of tried, it's just fun and good in a in a gothic, well designed way. The first one's like Clown Town, but it but it I mean it sets it up, but it's not it's not great. Well, as I mentioned on yesterday's episode about the amazing, you know, our episode was about the amazing Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yes. Uh, When we announced that we were going to be doing Blade Trinity, I said, I don't want to watch it. I know I picked it. I don't want to watch it. And then last night came and it was like, I can't put this off anymore. And I didn't want to watch it. I didn't know anything about it. And, but here's what happened. 
like five minutes into it, I just let go. <laughs> you have I, to do it. I let go of all of my cares and worries. I let go of all of my preconceived notions of what a movie is and what a movie should be. I just let the Blade Trinity experience happen. And I, I, I thought to myself before long, I thought to myself, I think I love this. (laughs) I think I love this. Is that what this feeling is? Is this love that I'm feeling? Is this love that I've been searching for? This is the one that gets you. (laughs) I just felt like I don't have to think. Here's what I remember about about Blade Trinity as far as the plot goes. I remember shockingly little for having watched it last night for the second time in my whole life. This is the story. Like, usually I try to, does this make sense? Like, I try not to be too Neil deGrasse Tyson about it, but you you, you try to, like, pay attention to things. Even yeah. when I don't remember a character name because they're so poorly drawn, I just, you still know what's happening. Here's Blade Trinity. The vampires and the not vampires are fighting. <laughs> That's the scientific term for yeah. human or mortal. <laughs> yeah. They're fighting. That's it. that's all i know that's all i care to know there's a dracula but for some reason they call him drake (laughs) because he was dagon and then he was dracula and now he's drake (laughs) i just and i just thought uh, you know, in a in another time, I would be irritated by this. Um, this would have worn out its welcome. And surely it is too long. We watched the unrated, or no, we watched the rated version, and it's still almost two hours. Yeah, it's could you imagine long. the unrated that's like 15 minutes longer? Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and let this happen. And it happened. It was like every 10 minutes... The music would play, people would start kicking each other, and, like, swords and knives would go... <laughs> and I was like, this is fine. And the music is constantly, like... <laughs> like, it's, like, it's constant, like, like, almost uh, smack my bitch up. <laughs> yeah, it was Crystal Method. <laughs> of course, it's 2004. Um, it's, I've never seen, I don't watch a movie, a lot of movies that try to be cool, you know, this one really tried to be cool. And you know it in the opening moments where someone flips the bird at the sun and you think that's a cool person, right? (laughs) That's a cool vampire archaeologist, scientist, (laughs) influencer. And I just thought, like, I'm just going to go with it. It's like people put on sunglasses because they're cool. Or blind. Or blind. Or both. Or both. Natasha Leone is very cool and also blind in this film. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to go with it. Parker Posey is just going with it. Parker Posey. I mean, I think the whole film was very happy that Parker Posey just went with it. <laughs> she, uh, I mean, 
She is so much fun in this movie. She's always the MVP. Yeah. Because she's like, to her, this is another Christopher Guest movie. Yeah. (laughs) I'll always have a place at the DQ. (laughs) Right? Like, I knew from the opening moments, first of all, when I saw her with those eyes and those fangs, I said, well, mama's home. Right. I have to say, doesn't her mouth, I mean, I just, okay, I'm not trying to be a creep. Parker Posey has a very distinctive uh, mouth. Yes. Like, I mean, like Best in Show, she has those big old braces and her mouth just plays it up very well. Right. Um, The fangs just fit with her in this yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If this was like the one role where she wasn't any makeup, I'd be like, oh, well, okay, it all tracks. <laughs> You know, but and then like in the first few minutes when she's videotaping Blade for some reason. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> good. They set him up. They set Blade up because because he's chasing the vampires, and then Blade is uh, Grand Theft Autoing with this guy, chasing, 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 using his UV lights on the guy. Why? It turns out the guy is human, and they're trying to set up Blade, but he it still begs the question: So why was he dodging the UV light? <laughs> but then Blade shoots him. The guy's like, suck it. I'm a human and takes out his fangs. And he's like, we set you up. And then the camera zooms in on Parker Posey, who is like the architect of this whole scheme. But for some reason, even though she's the boss, she gets the job of standing on a skyscraper and using a news <laughs> camera to film the whole thing herself. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. And then when she said, as she's doing that, she says, Oh, Blade. <laughs> and I just thought, I thought, I'm in. I am going to let this experience happen. I'm going to pretend that this is a, like, 4D, but only 2D experience at Six Flags. Here I go. And I had the time of my life. When Jessica Beasles was posing undercover as a Bag woman. Lady. <laughs> A woman who dresses very strangely. At first I thought it was a homeless person, but no, she's just a woman who dresses very strangely. And yeah. I really appreciated the touch of having the stereotypical bag of garbage, which is a baguette and some carrot greens. <laughs> yeah, always poking out the top. <laughs> poking out of the top of your brown paper bag. I Next was to like... her baby that she keeps in her green cloth. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, she has her... A super futuristic bow and arrow thing <laughs> and starts kicking people and has those arms and I just thought well this was a good choice did you, did you like later on when Jessica Beasel's knee Beal uh, she go they go into the fight at the police play which I also have to note this film one thing I loved about this film is there is a lot of violence towards police officers yeah like when the vampires aren't getting the shit kicked out of them the blade and the, and the night stalkers his new young hot white crew <laughs> night stalkers the night stalkers when they when they uh are fighting if they're not fighting vampires they're fighting the fuzz and yeah. it's pretty and then sometimes it's the vampires versus the fuzz cuz they'll get they try to shoot the night stalkers but then the night stalkers are like oh we we step to the side and now you're all blowing each other away mm-hmm. so there's that but it, that uh, that assault on precinct blade part when they're running through the the LAPD or wherever the fuck they are and Jessica Beale unzips her sleeves to get in yeah. fight pose and then yeah. her sleeves become a cape <laughs> 
I I felt like that was just for me. It was. They were. They, David S. Goyer was winking back at you, Stacey. He was winking back at me. I was like, let the guns out to play, girl. <laughs> you know, a movie's going to be really good when they reach the point in the franchise where they let the writer direct it. And that's what <laughs> yeah. happened here. Yeah, I appreciated that uh, this movie, speaking of the cops and all that, it uh, keeps up with the horror movie tradition of the smarmy shrink yes as seen in Candyman and silence of the lambs mm-hmm. and Another. here as played by um john michael higgins also star of the christopher guest films with parker posey right mm-hmm. see i'm telling you it was this movie felt very i feel like the only person who didn't know this was a christopher guest movie was wesley snipes <laughs> Everybody else knew what this was. Well, he was too busy being really cool and evading his taxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love Wesley yeah. Snipes. Yeah. My only uh, wish is that Wesley Snipes was playing Noxima Jackson from Tu Wong Fu playing Blade. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's the only way this one could be better. Yeah, I'd be into that. Chris Christofferson is there for a little while, and he... You know, he spends a lot of time staring at his wedding ring, so you know he's going to (laughs) die. Oh, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I love Chris Christopherson. (laughs) So do I. I love him. I really love him in the Blade series. He's fucking great. Um, Whistler is just, like, so... Because he's just Chris Christopherson playing himself. Mm Mm-hmm. And every now and then, there's something about his voice... And the intonations, but every now and then he kind of sounded like Cher for me. <laughs> like, he'd be like, hey, Blade! <laughs> like, just every now and then there was a little bit of, grab your laser bow, Blade! <laughs> like, it was very Cher adjacent, and I was really a fan. I love it. This is the kind of movie where people walk into frame just to be punched. <laughs> yeah! Oh, the whole final battle is with a bunch of extras you've never seen before. Yeah, (laughs) They just suddenly jump or walk up a step and then get kicked in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Or like that scene when Parker Posey is screaming about Hannibal King. Um, (laughs) Like, she she used to date Ryan Reynolds, who she turned into a vampire slave or something. Familiar. And then, so she spends a lot of the movie just screaming, Hannibal fucking King! Which is his name. And at one point, she just she's in like a, her sexy vampire board meeting because it's like <laughs> she runs like a vampire office or like va- yeah, yeah, vampire. Like she's like <laughs> vampire ink. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I was feeling there must be some models ink overlap for you. Yeah. Oh god. And it also needs to be said that these are the kind of vampires, like the late '90s, early 2000s vampires, who were all supermodel. Everyone's a model with smoky eye. Yes, the uh, men have open shirts. Yeah, always. It's just a, a constant uh, fans and a Calvin Klein ad. Uh, just put it in black and white, and it's exactly a Calvin Klein ad. And and there's that part where Park Posey's like, you know, she's conducting her vampire board meeting, and she, she does so by laying on a table like you do. And then she says, Hannibal fucking king! And then she just kicks the woman next to her in the face. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Natasha (laughs) Leone. Why is she in this? 
Why is she in this? Why is she blind? Why is she Why? blind? Why is her hair so long and straight? That must have taken a lot of flat ironing time. Yeah. I mean, that um, her Russian doll hair was her real hair. Like, people yeah. think it's a wig. That was her real hair. Yeah, she's got some hair. Um, but she's a blind scientist who, now, this could just be my gay eyeballs. But she dies. Now, now they come back to the headquarters. Jessica Biel. <gasps> and Patton Oswalt is dead, of course. The, oh, yeah. Just to, give, to set that up, Patton Oswalt's also there. Also there. Yeah. He says someone things else like, is dead. He'll, he'll introduce, like, he'll give lectures on the equipment that they can use. Because basically, they're like the Q in James Bond. And yeah. he'll say, gentlemen and haughty. Because he's... Patton Oswalt. The, the casual sexism in this movie. Oh, the the a... sexism, homophobia, and transphobia in this movie is off the hook. It's It feels as much of a relic as the smoking in Hellraiser 3. Yes. Right? Yeah. It... Like, this was just a thing that was in movies, and we were all like, well, that's just movies for you. Yeah. Every, every, every scene has something trans slash misogynist <laughs> yeah in the it's film. wild but blade and beale come back and Patton oswald is dead and someone else is dead and everything and jessica beale sees those dead bodies and it's like eh. and then she finds <laughs> natasha leone's dead body and she loses her mind mm-hmm. screaming crying cradling the body and i said to myself there's no evidence to the contrary i will assume they were lovers mm-hmm. and you know i honestly didn't even i didn't even think it until you began to say it and i instantly was like oh my god they were lesbians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they weren't sisters right? they weren't friends they, they used dykes yeah because she was really upset she was like she that i mean this was this was she was it was a beautiful dream, and you're alive still. Yes. Yeah. 100%. It was, some, it was some sweet girl, what do you ask kind of Aww. shit. Well, in the right? background, Chloe Grace Morris just keeps moving her arms. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe Grace Morris as Patton Oswalt <laughs> as Q. Yeah. So I was into that. Natasha Leone has a kid who gets to have that Mr. Blade. <laughs> Mr. Blade. <gasps> you know. But then and she also been... has street smarts, so she'll say things to Dracula like, my friends are all coming and they're all going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie has it all. The baguette in the grocery bag. Mr. Blade. <laughs> Parker Posey. Jessica Beale's arms. Jessica Beale's iPod ad. <laughs> Abby's iPod. It said. The fucking the fact that this movie is an Apple commercial for Yeah, well there's a lot of Apple computers. So then when the iPod shows up you're like I mean, okay, like I love when they have to go into battle because they have to save Ryan Reynolds. Um which actually I'll give the movie that. At least Abigail Whistler, because she's Chris she shares daughter. Chris Christopherson's daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abigail, although she does make a note because Blade's like, the timelines don't match up. And Blade's like, wait a second, but Whistler's, Whistler's family was dead or whatever. And she says, I was born later, out of wedlock. And I was like, who says that? <laughs> who yeah. the fuck says that? <laughs> but, um, but I will say, at the very least, 
she uh, kind of is the key sidekick in the film mm-hmm. and the key co-fighter alongside Blade. And Ryan Reynolds is the damsel that they have to go save. He's the shirtless damsel in distress. He's a shirt. Did you notice that gratuitous moment where he he goes to show up like he like wants to show that he had been bitten by a vampire or something at one point. Mm-hmm. And he literally it was like full pube like like just opens his pants and his shirt just to um yeah that broke me when i i think that that scene i'm surprised i didn't remember that because that would have destroyed my world when i was a teenager yeah like because the vampires for whatever reason have tattoos oh he, right that's where his familiar tattoo was yeah they have tattoos to i to let them into electronic doors <laughs> and uh most people have them on their wrist most people have them on their wrist Ryan Reynolds has it on his treasure trail. <laughs> Below the pant line. <laughs> so you think you're going to, like, I mean, Ryan Jr. is almost in the frame. Ryan Jr. is a centimeter away from the frame. Yeah. Yeah. So I, for all of the bullshit, like, why does Jessica Beale have to have a shower scene where we know she's sad? Because she's naked in the shower. Sitting up in a near fetal position. <laughs> yeah, like as blood trying rinse, as to lesbian cover herself. blood <laughs> washes off of her. Yeah. yeah. Like that felt unnecessary. But for all of the like casual homophobia, casual misogyny, et cetera, et cetera, like I did appreciate the sort of equalizing topless ryan reynolds sex objecting yeah 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 he was the damsel she was she was a few beats above alicia silverstone as batgirl as as like a girl power villain (laughs) or or sidekick um and and then we get that great when they have they're getting ready to go rescue hannibal king from from vampires inc and jessica (laughs) they you this movie this movie also is it's only made up out of montages. It's nothing but montages. Yes. The opening yeah. scene is a montage. The yeah. Blade's Arrest is a montage. The Everything is a fucking montage. But, yeah. and it's so much split screen and screens going into screens and it going, wow, wow, wow. And so, so uh, they're, they're having a montage to train before they go save Hannibal King. And Blade is like spinning his sword around, and Jessica Biel is updating her and syncing her iTunes playlist. That's right. <laughs> because every, and then that's how you know that shit's gonna get real, is you start to hear the bow, 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 and she puts the earbuds in. Because yeah. she makes, it, Ryan Reynolds even has a line of dialogue about it. She makes the playlists to listen to as she hunts. <laughs> Which I would think you would need to hear. You would think, right? You'd want to hear the vampires sneaking up behind. Because vampires are like, you know, they move really fast and they can be really quiet. Yeah, if you're (laughs) hunting something, you want to listen to the sounds of the forest. Or the (laughs) urban jungle, if you will. You don't want to be listening to the fucking Chemical Brothers. Yeah, 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 you're just blasting Crystal Method and RZA. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you're 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 night stalking through the subway. That's how good... that's how good she is. She doesn't need to hear them. She can shoot arrows around corners somehow. Well, she says that. Like, they're they're trapped in a, in a hallway, right? Around, and, like, to, to 
they're hiding from this hallway of action with cops at one end and vampires at another. And she says, it's okay. I can shoot around a corner. But then she just steps out into the hallway to shoot. She steps out of the hallway, shoots. The arrow hits like a wall. It's edited so weird. The arrow like hits a wall, bounces off the wall, and then luckily just hits someone and then the vampires explode. Yeah, it's, it's so really. And then I thought the I thought it was gonna be like a heat seeking arrow, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it go beep 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, instead it's just like boing. boing. <laughs> and the guy goes, ow. <laughs> Man. Ryan Reynolds says something about sucking dick, and then they go on to the next montage. Yeah. There's a vampire Pomeranian. <laughs> oh, it was so cute. Uh, and it opens its mouth because those are they introduce those mouths i think isn't that it's really similar to resident evil the plaga or what's the new virus and yeah, that later yeah, on yeah. where the yeah. mouths like un, they have like the unfolding telescopic proboscis mouth mm-hmm. um it's that they introduced that in blade 2 and that's the only thing they hold over from blade 2 is that there's, there's that thing for some reason I see. Uh, but that Pomeranian was just sitting there licking Ryan Reynolds, and then it's like, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> and it opens yeah. up its plague mouth. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> but you loved it. But I kind of loved it. It's Did definitely you... too long. It's too long, and I do think, I mean, this movie has a lot going for it, truly. Like, Jessica Beale. I really like Jessica Beale. I do too. I can't I I, I can't help it. Have to ignore the fact that she is Jessica Beazles nowadays. Right. I have to ignore the fact that she's married at to Justin l- Timberlake. I mean that to me is the biggest sin. Like at least her Beazles like there's no excusing it, but she's not a vaccines cause autism she's not jenny mccarthy she is saying parents should have the choice whether or not to vaccinate which is still is as damaging but there's a a fine distinction i think like technically it's a true statement right however is it an ethical statement (laughs) right yes 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 um yeah, but I love, I just can't help it. I love Jessica Biel. She's an American treasure. <laughs> and uh, she's great at this. Ryan Reynolds, for, I'm, this is a weird era for Ryan Reynolds. Because this is like, like he was just annoying up until like about this point. Mm-hmm. And then he got his Amityville body. Yes. And then everyone was like, oh, he's annoying but sometimes kind of funny and i think people just decided he was funny because he was hot then too <laughs> yeah his body is crazy his, i mean i remember because i think i think he did amityville first and then he did this but i remember seeing the amityville remake in the theaters and saying what <laughs> but yeah but that scene where i mean obviously the classic will always be baby brolin chopping up that wood right um but if you have to remake it, that <laughs> yeah. broke me as a teenager. I remember all of us in the theater. I'm sure. All us little closet case. We were broken. <laughs> um, the boners heard around the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <And> so, yeah. <laughs> so then um, and, yeah, the guy in the theater that comes in with the light stick is like, hmm? <laughs> but uh, 
so then he brought that body into this movie and then I mean, he's 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 got that as annoying as he can be he's got that charm he's got that thing i like him today um so i think he's fine as hannibal king i don't i still once again don't understand all the butt rape jokes the dick jokes the all that yeah. is just like it's too much i mean even parker posey said will you stop saying dick yeah yeah it'll, it, but then she says it'll provoke I, my I, envy yeah and i'm like i'm sorry Par- you could have said will you stop saying dick you're gross or something i don't <laughs> she could have had a better comeback <laughs> yeah but oh yeah. it provokes her envy right Maybe she was being sarcastic. I get, I get that, but with the rest of the script, I don't believe right, that there that much thought went into it. That's uh, true. Um, Parker Posey, fucking treasure in this film. She's really fun in this movie. This era where she was con- she was playing villains. Mm-hmm. She did it in this. She did it in Superman Returns as the as the <laughs> evil flapper. <laughs> she did it in the mo- evil modern day flapper who also had a little dog. I think she had two in that. Um, and then uh, Josie and the Pussycats, another famous mm-hmm. villain role. I love. It was a good time. I love Parker Posey as a villain. People are like, put the weirdest fucking clothes and hair on her. Call her a villain, <laughs> and we have a film. Yeah, and it's just so wild that she, she went from like a soup, like the face of indie film, to the, the face 90s. of action villain, <laughs> to the face of action villain, and I'm like, but it makes sense also because like, she does she it she has that I, the thing that like all the James Bond the classic James Bond villains have or like even like Freddy or something like she has that thing. Mm-hmm. That is just like she's very carnivalesque, over the top, but like so rooted in the character and the pathos that it somehow yes. works despite anything about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, this movie would have been probably torture without her. Yeah, with someone else in that part. But I was just like, get her back on my screen. I'm surprised she never played a Austin Powers villain. It would have been right in her wheelhouse with this era. That's true so although i prefer her in something like this that isn't meant like it has comedic moments but isn't meant to be comedy yes because then i'm just tickled by her performance because she's acting like it is a comedy well and then it gives you some reason to watch the film too. well there's that too yeah <laughs> but her her amazing like raver updo faux hawk pompadour thing <laughs> that sequence where she comes in and she's wearing She's, she has her giant hair, and she's wearing, like, all her power furs. She's she's covered, <laughs> wrapped in furs. And they kind of look like they might have been from other Pomeranians. I'm yeah, sure. they did. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And her giant stilettos. I don't know how you're supposed to be a vampire and run around and fight Blade and wear these stilettos. She's a corporate vampire. I had the same question. You're right. I had the same question about Natasha Leone. Because I noticed when she's investigating, when the vampires, or Dracula, Drake, sorry, shows up to kill every all the Night's Talkers, while <laughs> while while Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel and Blade are at Burger King or whatever the fuck is happening in that part, uh, going <laughs> bow, 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 bow. but um, when that happens, Natasha Leone is she's investigating because the lights go out and or her daughter tells her the lights go out, so she has her daughter hide in the vent and talk about Wizard of Oz. 
And then Jessica, or Natasha Leone's using her cane to get around, and she's, like, slipping through blood, and she came down a giant staircase. And if you look, she's in giant fucking heels. (laughs) Well, she's a woman. (laughs) She's she's blind. (laughs) I'm not saying blind people can't wear heels, but if it requires them to walk down a huge staircase and slip through blood, you'd think they would take off the heels. Any bone would take off the heels, regardless of sight. Listen, it was 2004, okay? A woman wears heels. (laughs) And that's her choice, because girl power. Yeah, exactly. You're right. I see the error of my... It was was a feminist choice to wear those heels. (laughs) You know, my favorite feminist choice in this film was, um, I don't know if you noticed this. I've been zeroing in on these little details of the three inning because... Well, because of the eye forceps, I have no choice but to not look away. <laughs> or but to look. Yeah. So um, on the television, after they're reporting on what how yes. how Blade killed someone, did you see that reporter? I did. Investigative reporter. She could be a relative of Tammy Skittlepits. Her <laughs> she is investigative reporter Edwina Heckford. <laughs> The names in this movie. She's Edwina Heckford. Eric fucking Bogosian's in this movie? Yeah, what the fuck? And he plays like a Charlie Rose. Oh, he's canceled. Like she plays like a um a Larry King. Like a, yeah. Uh talk guy and his name is Bentley Tittle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did I did I write this movie? <laughs> Wait a second. Jessica Beale, Dyken out with Natasha Leone. I mean Bentley Tittle, Edwina Heckford, it, Parker Posey know. with Raver Hair and Power Furs and a Vampire Pomeranian. Right? Stacy. Maybe that's why I feel a kinship to it. Maybe I wrote it and forgot. You, you blacked and out and wrote Blade Trinity. <laughs> I blacked out fifteen years ago. <laughs> I wrote it. That's why I wanted to watch it out of all the fucking threes. <laughs> That's why this was your special pick. This was my special pick. <gasps> <laughs> Turns out I wrote it. Oh my god. I will I love that I love so much of the things that go wrong with this movie. Uh and I love the things that go right, like Parker Posey. If anything, nothing could go more wrong in this film than this Dracula motherfucker, right? Oh my god. The movie is bad, but this got like you don't honestly they don't even need the character. No. They just have him there because they need like like there's a whole plot point about how Natasha Leone made this bioweapon, which it was when they released it, it was very <laughs> just, very coronavirus. What, what a sentence. Bioweapon. Natasha Leone made a bioweapon. <laughs> Right. Blind Natasha Leone made a bioweapon when she wasn't diking out with Jessica Beale and reading The Wizard of Oz to her daughter, <laughs> who lives in a vent. She's very, she's an homage to Newt. Yeah. yeah, she never said, the vampires. Mr. Boy, they most sweet come at night. Most sweet. <laughs> Natasha Leone is engineering a bioweapon that's going to kill all the vampires and they release it in the air and it's very outbreak it's very today 
And, uh, but, but the only reason Dracula's even a plot point is because they need pure, the closest thing to a pure vampire strain or something to, to, uh, pasteurize the (laughs) serum or something. (laughs) And then that will release it and weaponize it and activate it. And then Dracula basically becomes a, a vent. (laughs) <laughs> which but why did the vampires go find him they wanted him to kill everybody it's like it would have made more sense if the night stalkers first of all i realize how it sounds to say it would have made more sense if the night stalkers like <laughs> okay but it would have made more sense if the night stalkers went to find this dra i refuse to call him drake they Dracula. They send Patton Oswalt into Syria to go get Dracula. Yeah, like they send one of their cells because, you know, the Night Stalkers have these cells all over the place. Oh, yeah. They send him to get Dracula because they need his blood. And then the vampires could kill all of the Night Stalkers and abscond with Dracula. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. That makes so much Stacey, more sense. Stacey, I am shocked you didn't write that in your room. I don't know what I was... Th- I was... Too much cocaine. It's so much coke. You and the ghost of Deborah Hill wrote this film together. Yeah, I just went through the crystal method. <laughs> you know, I had my iPod on. Yeah, you were syncing your playlist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, got another fight scene, gotta sync that playlist. Um, yeah, because otherwise the vampires get Dracula out of Syria, and then it's like... And they keep him in a room. They keep him in a room for some reason. They keep him in a room, like, as a prisoner. Nobody knows why he's there. And he's, like, imprisoned in the cell, except when he randomly just leaves it to go to, like, a goth, like, to a Hot Topic. Yeah. Where the goths eat Count Chocula. And then he's like, oh, you thought you were goth because you have a Motorhead shirt, but I'm Dracula. And so then he drinks their blood. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, he, otherwise, he does nothing except walk around in slow motion Look like, I just feel like Dracula, if she's not played by Trisha Helfer, can only be played <laughs> by like a, an esteemed gentleman, probably of an older slash British persuasion, right? Yeah. Like that just says Dracula. Yeah. Like Christopher Lee has forever embedded that into yeah. how we receive the character. So when you see this guy who's walking around looking like, Steve Carell on a roid trip. Yeah, he's like the Bulgarian The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Which, no offense to Bulgaria, but I mean, you know, this is not what I envisioned for Dracula. Yeah, Bulgaria's like, oh, we're fine. Thank you. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. No, thank, thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, thanks so much. Bye. Yeah. And he's walking around. He's got his open shirt because, you know, he's like exotic. <laughs> so he has mm-hmm. his open shirt. He he also looks like he's one degree from Steve Carell in a Calvin Klein ad. It's so weird. He's supposed to be like really buff. And they kind like he just has a big neck. Mm-hmm. But then when he like takes off his shirt at the end, you're like, oh, he's just British or something. Because he yeah. has like a little tiny body and no definition. It's so weird. It's so weird. He's, he's not charismatic at all. Like, I just don't know. I like the when he turned into the monster. Like, I thought that was. Oh, and he's he's like he's got his like armor skin and his like pointy. Yeah. Bad ear. Oh, what are they called? Horns. He's got horns. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know. and he also has the Pomeranian mouth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, him getting shirtless at the end too. I was like, hmm. These shirtless men, I think 
Someone doth protest too much. <laughs> yeah. Just felt a little homoerotic. Yeah, keep in every, everything feels homoerotic to me. Yeah, yeah, literally. You keep talking about dicks. Hannibal keeps talking. Cannibal talks about mm-hmm. dating older men. Yeah, it's supposed to be a joke, but is it? It's Abigail. You would think Abigail and Hannibal, Abigail, whatever their Abigail would be, Abigail. You'd think they'd couple up. Instead, she's weeping over it. Blind to Natasha Leone. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds is flashing his cum gutters and talking about his sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. As Blade Trinity, queer horror. Is this a I queer horror film? I think it is. Chris Christopherson is Cher. This is... Mm-hmm. Parker Posey is the... Vi- Holy fuck, do I... I know we go on these journeys all the time, Stacey, but do I love Blade Trinity? I told you. Oh, my you God. You just have to let go. Let God, by which I mean uh, Jessica Biel's iPod. <laughs> so many explosions everywhere. So many CGI vampires burning up. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade has orthopedic shoes. He does! I noticed those! I noticed those! <laughs> Yes! You're seen, baby girl. You're seen. <laughs> that moment. It's only in a really quick shot. Like, it's yeah. early into the movie, too. I think it's when, the right after, the, the Parker Posey must be up on that skyscraper getting her camera ready. And then Blade <laughs> yeah. pulls his the Blade mobile over, and he steps out of it. Yes. And you just see a really quick shot right at ground level of his foot stepping out of the car. Like you get in an action scene. You know, here's the hero and here's his foot. But the foot is in a fucking orthopedic shoe. It's it's like he's got the shades. He's got the head tattoos. He's got the intricate futuristic hairdo. He's got, every, he's got the armor and the leather trench coat. And then on his feet, he looks like a fucking hostess at Applebee's. Yeah, it's the shoes my managers used to wear in retail. <laughs> the rubber wedgie yes! and the Velcro strap. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I love it. Only Wesley Snipes could yes. make an orthopedic shoe fucking cool. <laughs> I love Wesley Snipes. I love Blade Trinity. I love Blade Trinity. What the fuck? (laughs) We didn't even talk about the vacuum-sealed people at the blood farm. Vacuum-sealed, right? (laughs) They literally were vacuum-sealed, like on the infomercial. Yeah. Yeah. I love this movie. They put them into baggies and then (laughs) vacuum-seal it. Yeah, that's that's the other in the in vampire TV world. That's the infomercial. Is they're yeah. like just stick grandma in and <laughs> ready for your blood farm apocalypse yeah. scenario scenario. Mm-hmm. Which also I would I would call out the film Daywalkers totally took that sequence from this film. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's not the most space efficient blood farm. No, no. But, you know. They could benefit from some KonMari consulting. <laughs> yeah. Does this vacuum seal blood bag of corpse spark joy? <laughs> it do. It do. Wow. 
Yeah, I, the three inning, who knows? The places will go. Who knows? Right. Here we are. Here we are with with a wimpy, shirtless Steve Carell Dracula saying, Are you ready to die, motherfucker? <laughs> to Wesley Snipes. Yeah. While Parker Posey chokes on coronavirus with her raver hair. Yeah. And Jessica Biel uh, has her neon bow that she shoots at people. And her lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, her lightsaber bow. Her lightsaber bow and her <laughs> iPod. <laughs> I love Blade Trinity. I love Blade Trinity. Man. I know. So yeah. Marvel's redoing uh, Blade um, with Marsala Ali. I'm like, that's... Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's great. This great casting. Part of me is still like, oh, I'd love to see Wesley Snipes still play Blade. He's, I feel like he's he's not a young actor, I feel. No, I feel, I feel, I don't think he is, right? Yeah. So I'm like, can, I don't know, maybe Wesley Snipes can come back and be Whistler or something. Mm. Or he, he's Cher this time. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe he will be Blade and... This will be the story of Blurred. Blurred. <laughs> oh, like they did with Shaft? Yeah. Oh, there's like there's Shaft and now there's Samuel L. Jackson Shaft. And now in the new, new one, which I wanted to see, but I never did. There's Son of Shaft. Shorfed. Shorf. Son of Son of Shaft. Yeah. Shaft, <laughs> Shaved, and Shorfed. Blade, Blurred, Blowed. <laughs> How do you conjugate Blade? <laughs> Which is the opening song in the musical, The Sound of Blade. It's what whoever is putting on their new iPod. (laughs) How do you conjugate Blade? (laughs) By the crystal method. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. Well, I walked out of this movie um, saying I only love the second one. The other Blades can go straight to hell. And here we are. Now I think I love two and three. And that tells me, you know, the first one has Stephen Dorff is the villain. So I have to rewatch that now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I really. There's no play. fourth one. Is this? The no. Well, so then, then they changed it and they, they adapted Blade to be like, I think it was a sci-fi channel series. Oh, right. so it was a I TV series that. and some TV movies. Okay. Um, And then it wasn't Wesley Snipes. It was another actor. I can't remember who. Um. And then, and then that went radio silent, and the series has been just, you know, I see. it's been okay. it's been s- siphoned off into the annals of Blade Trinity DVDs ever since. I see. Yeah. You didn't realize that this was a queer horror masterpiece. I did. You, you, as usual, you're looking at everything with your heteronormative worldview. I was. I, I, I here. Do you remember the Suspiria, it, the Suspiria seminar? I was talking about how we look right past women's friendships, or we look right past women's gay relationships and and call them friendships. Mm-hmm. And then what did I do? That's right. What did I do with Jessica Biel and Natasha Lyonne? Mm-hmm. How is this a thing? How is this a fucking thing? How, how is this Why is Patton Oswalt there? Why is Patton Oswalt there? Why is Eric Bogosian there? <laughs> Who who owed who money? <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, uh, what a I hope what a treat. I hope the new film, at least, yeah. I hope that I hope Cher's still in it. I hope um, <laughs> she could be. It could be a crossover of Mamma Mia. She's there. Uh, we have Mahershala Ali and Wesley Snipes. And um, and I hope Edwina Heckford also gets more spotlight, Absolutely. more time in the spotlight this time around. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll black out and write that one too. <laughs> you just you're just sitting on all these royalties that you ha- don't even know about. You're actually very wealthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just assume I was like Cheryl in The Evil Dead when she's drawing the clock. Like, <laughs> That was me writing the script for Blade Trinity. (laughs) (laughs) It just happened. I look down and (laughs) I look down and it's a picture of Jessica Biel's arms. If you unzip it, it's a cape. Yeah, (laughs) she does have nice arms. I bet she's still got those arms too. They should bring her back. They should. They should. I mean, honestly, I like Abigail Whistler is pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Like she's pretty cool. The earbuds thing was really dumb, but she's pretty cool. Oh, of course, the shower scene wasn't her fault. No, wasn't her fault. Other otherwise, like she's sexualized by the director first yes. of all with that shower scene, and she's sexualized by the dingus dudes. Yes, but like otherwise, you know, she's a a big lesbian. Does Blade need white kids to help him? <laughs> This is true. There were a lot of people of color in this movie. There were, and most of them got killed as vampires. <laughs> most of them got killed as vampires. They should have had uh, the the blood night bloods, the blood stalkers, the night, night bloods. <laughs> they should have been a little more rainbowed out. Yeah, yeah, they were mostly white comedians <laughs> or comedic <laughs> actors. Yeah. No, there was there like, was a black person in the Night Stalkers. I guess. Oh, right, he died. Yeah, he died really he early was... on and had the least characterization. Yeah, I don't even know if he had a name, but he died with Patton Oswalt. Yeah, yeah, while they were playing so, basketball. While they were playing basketball in the dark. In the dark. Because <laughs> they're cool. <laughs> yeah. But that said, yeah, but there's still at least there was a, a lot more diversity in terms of of. Uh, auxiliary casting but at least it was there it was still 2004 right. yeah for 2004 for for a movie that's gonna drop this this much like light homophobia transphobia etc yeah like I, this movie is definitely not without its massive problems um yeah. uh and once again they killed a shit ton of police exactly i love okay when the police are all amping up their their sting and it's like oh no the coast guard uh as they're going into blades <laughs> wharf or whatever his peer thing is that were there hit out and whistler's yeah. like they're like don't even lift a finger and he's like well what about this one <laughs> and it's the middle finger and then he blows them all up i was like ah oh, it's satisfying it really is chris christopherson also Ver- says a cab that's right I thought at some point, like, the fact that they had James Raymar as an FBI agent, I was like, okay, now that the vampires have killed the... I assumed the Nightbloods and the FBI were going to team up or something, but they didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, that was James Raymar. Mm-hmm. I thought that... I spent the whole movie thinking that was Michael Paré. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was James Raymar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he's like the good cop or something. 
But he doesn't. He's trying to get Blade. So how could he be a good cop? Yeah, exactly. And then, but then the vampires like run the FBI or the the local police or something, so yeah. they were able to snatch Blade away. But then at the end, remember this: Dracula dies. Blade is laying there. The Night Stalkers take Blade away. The night. The what do you call them? the the night bloods? The night bubblies <laughs> take <laughs> take Blade away. And then they, the cops come, they find Dracula, and they're like, what happened? Where's Blade? And then they take him to the morgue, and they're like, Dracula's last gift to Blade was this. And you see them standing over Blade's body in the morgue, and then Blade's body turns into Dracula. Mm-hmm. What's confusing about that? <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, writer. I, I yeah. forgot that you're the makes, grand architect of it this. It all makes per- perfect sense. It all makes perfect sense. It all it's... makes perfect sense. <laughs> the night bubbles absconded <laughs> with Blade. The Dracula body is disguised as Blade because that's who the FBI wants. And Even then, though when the cops found it, it was Dracula's body and Blade that's was right. Gone. But by the time they get to the FBI morgue, they forgot who it was. <laughs> oh, so then they unzipped him. They're like, oh, oh we yeah. thought it was the white guy, but it's actually Blade who we've been after this whole movie. But it's actually Blade. Oh, no, it is the white guy. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's so oh, well. Is it just me or did he just turn into someone else even though he's dead? Yeah. And then James Raymar lifts his fist to the sky and says, Night Bubbles! Night Bubbles! <laughs> and that's Blade Trinity. So that's um, in the director's cut that we didn't watch. That's the final scene that you right. put in. Yeah. It would have made yeah. a lot even more sense. It would have made too much sense. That's the thing. Well, no. And that's... I think this is what we learned from our friend Dave Kajanik is that you want to, you don't want to be didactic. You want to infuse some subtlety so that there's something, some meat, you know, mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. viewer to chew on. Um, yeah. Or I'm sorry, Stacey, a, a carrot for the viewer to chew on. <laughs> some tofurkey. Some tofurkey log, holiday log <laughs> for the viewer to chew on. So actually, yeah, that's, it's really, um, it's giving just enough, but then leaving uh, it up to us to complete the the, the circuit, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's funny you bring up Dave Kajanik because first of all, I would like to tell everyone to be on the lookout for my seminar on Blade Trinity. <laughs> Second of all, with special guest Dave Kajanik. With special guest Dave Kajanik. He's like, what fucking movie are you talking? About? Where am I? Uh, yeah, and you know, this is our first episode on Blade Trinity. Will it be the last? Yeah. Just yes. You wait for our anniversary <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. In which we don't do Blade Trinity. Yeah. So, I don't I you know, I was was so angry at myself last night when I had to press play on this and I said of all the threes, why, Stacy, why? One that doesn't even have three in the title. Oh. Oh, all bets are off. All bets are off. But we, there's so many other movies we could have watched last night. I was so angry at myself. <laughs> there are on there are legitimately great threes that are not on our list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that have gonna, been suggested to us. Yeah, but... when when this is over, you're gonna say, "Really, you talked about Blade that Trinity, one. but you didn't talk about this one?" Yes, listen. I think Blade Trinity and the one that we're 
most maybe excited for that we have later this week. Absolutely. That no one's going to see coming. <laughs> no one is going to see coming. And this is empirically going to be the one we regret the most. <laughs> but we're the most excited about yeah, it. Yeah, we can't stop talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for hating myself so much last night, I got to say, I loved it. What fun. Because I let go. You let go and you let the night bubbles. I let go. I let iPod. (laughs) (laughs) Swing, swing. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Blaze Trinity. Uh, as presented by the that guy from Police Academy players. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow tom- we're back at it. We're back at it again tomorrow. Whenever tomorrow is. Tomorrow, Saturday, again. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, again. Uh, we're going to be talking about bum bum bum. Halloween three season of the witch. Yes, uh, back to arguably, arguably a good movie. Oh, it's so fun! I'm excited. Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, I can't wait. I, it's actually it's been a few years since I watched it last too, so I'm very excited. Me too. It's probably it's been years since I've seen it. I'm so excited. There's so much I love about it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Uh, you know. It's no Blade Trinity, but... It's no Blade Trinity. But it does have, like, a weird cyborg man and, um... Lasers. That woman gets hit in the mouth with a laser and then bugs come out. Yeah. Druid computer chips. Druid computer chips. So, I mean, really, it, it, it planted the cinematic DNA for what would become a much worse film in Blade. Trinity. <laughs> yeah. But and uh, height of Deborah Hill's cocaine adventure. So. <laughs> That's another ride at our theme park. Yeah. <laughs> it's a log ride. With <laughs> <laughs> little anim- animatronic animals. And every now and then Deborah Hill's head just pops out and says, What? Yeah! Oh, there she is. I missed her. It's been a while. <laughs> Go down instead. You just go down a giant uh, hill flu thing of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, just, the powders flying. Yeah, everywhere. it's just flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Tomorrow. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh my my god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness!